First Gen Wealth, we talk about an entrepreneur's journey to creating wealth. I've got a lot of friends, a lot of colleagues, a lot of peers that they're brought up with money and the ability to handle and figure that out. Finding dollars has always been easy. Finding a deal, making money, making money, I can do that. What to do with it to make it continue to earn so we do have that generational wealth. That's the missing piece. We want our money that we've earned through blood, sweat, and tears now go to work for us. So that money is making money while we're sleeping. First Gen Wealth. I'm Randy Woodworth coming at you from Nashville uh, on my anniversary, kind of a low budget uh, version of First Gen Wealth. Um, Want to make sure I got an episode out. So uh, doing it from the hotel room on, uh, on vacation while uh, here for my anniversary with my lovely wife. Um, so something I've been talking about lately is um, uh Buying real estate, uh, not because you think it's going to appreciate in value, uh, but because you can add value. Um, so what does that mean, really? Uh, there's a couple of methods, and I'm going to dive into those and kind of speak about a little bit of my personal experience on that and what I've done. Um, one that's popular right now, especially with... Um, Single family, first time, which is a great entry level uh, way to get in and start building wealth is the BRRRR method, B-R-R-R. That's uh, what that stands for is buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. Uh, So what that looks like is, you know, you're looking for a property um, that maybe a diamond in a rough on the block or the street or a neighborhood that you can pick up for... um, probably below market value, uh, mostly because it needs the renovation aspect. That's the R for rehab. Um, And, you know, so doing that, you've got to be eyes wide open, uh, pretty smart. Um, You want to get into a contract on a property you think that'll work and then get your your contractors or your GC or, or, you know, whatever whatever method you use, if it's self-performing, you're going to want to get bids, do a very in-depth, uh, you know, accounting of what it's going to cost to renovate that. Um, and then furthermore, you're going to want to know exactly what the rent dollar is going to look like, because that's what comes into the value when you try to do the other R, which is refinance. Uh, the the value on a cash base, or excuse me, on an income basis is going to be based on a net operating income or an NOI. So it's total gross rent for the year minus all your operating expenses gives you a net operating income. And that's how they're going to value that. Now, on a single family home, it's going to become um, valued even more so based on comps. So if you've done your homework, you know what stuff sold for in the neighborhood, you can uh, determine that some an asset has the ability to appreciate. So you're forcing that appreciation uh, through renovation. And then once you close, you, you go through the process, you renovate, um, get a good uh, tenant to, to rent. And then the refinance aspect is where you pull all your money back. And then you redeploy it, which is the repeat of the Burr method. So... Um, 
we've done this uh, myself, uh, uh, and I've I've used that method in commercial real estate, not just in single family homes, where we see a building um, specifically in downtown uh, my, my my downtown, which is Owasso, um, where you know we see the ability to find um, a good tenant. Uh, that translates to the rent dollar, um, and then we we you know rehab those buildings. It's been been a very popular method and uh, something I think pretty much anybody can do as long as they're um, uh, as long as you're very uh, I guess you know the word I'm looking for is um, uh, I guess I can't find the word I'm looking for, but it's, you know, you want your eyes wide open. You want to be fully aware and prepared for what those steps are going to achieve uh, from the renovation aspect. So getting the construction numbers are extremely important, doing rent comps, doing sale comps. Um, even though there's no sale event in this, uh, this particular <clears throat> method, there is a refinance. So you know, the, the sale comps are going to matter to the appraiser, which is going to matter to the bank to get your money back. Uh, and then you go and redeploy. So you can do it again. Um, so the other method we use, forced appreciation, um, is not always an option. So you've got to be, you know, finding a good deal to apply this to uh, is, is the most important. And that's finding uh, either commercial buildings or apartment buildings that are historically below average rents for the, for the area. Um, and you know, this isn't, this is a method that isn't very popular with tenants, but, um, is, is, is very valuable to the landlord because it requires no capital and that is rent increases. So you can go in <coughs> on day one, um, if you've done your homework again and seen that maybe, you know, this, this property is historically two, $300 a month, uh, uh, below value on rents. And if it's a 10 unit multifamily, you add $200 per unit. That's $2,000 a month. That's $24,000 a year, uh, w without spending any. Um, so that forced appreciation can add tremendous value. Uh, on, on on your property without spending any money. And, and when a bank evaluates that, so let's use the example of a 10 unit at $200. And again, this is going to take some hunting. Uh, they're not just like glaringly obvious. A lot of this kind of stuff is off market. But a 10 unit that has uh, maybe $600 rents historically or $650 rents, and you know the market will, will accommodate $850 rents or even $900 rents, um, and you add, you know, you, you, you do those, those notices where you're, you're forcing appreciation. So on $200, that's on 10 units, $2,000, $24,000 a month, you're adding value through a cap rate, capitalization rate, which I've talked about in other episodes immediately in the bank, uh, and an appraiser are going to look at that as a $300,000 increase in value without spending any money. So, a little tougher to come by as far as the properties go, but it's the, uh, from the landlord's perspective, the investor's perspective, 
the easiest way to uh, achieve net worth, achieve wealth without spending any money. Um, And if you think about that, if you've got a a 10 unit and you've added $300,000 in value, and again, I'm using round math, but you haven't caused any any, uh, additional expenses by raising rent. You've done nothing. You've spent no capital, you know, improvement dollars. Now you should do that. Sure. But, um, as far as your, your, your personal financial statement goes, you've, you've spent no money and you've increased your personal wealth by $300,000. So if you can do that four times or 40 units, uh, so, you know, four 10 unit properties or one 20 unit and two tens or whatever it is, and you find those opportunities like that, you can make a million dollars in uh, net worth value very quickly. You see how that's achieved. You you find the asset that's cash flowing. That's the most important part. So you want it to already be something that produces cash flow, um, and is you know sustainable. It's it's priced at the point for where the rents are today. Even though those rents are below value, and these deals are out there. Again, they take they take time and, and effort, but you can find them. Um, and then adding adding the rent uh, in next month is worth you know tremendously more, and you can you can actually use that uh, that net worth gain as a tool and leverage for your next asset. But that's a great way to uh, build financial independence, to build a a real estate portfolio net worth value uh, in your personal net worth. It's 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 the simplest thing to do um, from the effort category uh, once you once you find it. Now, finding it is where the effort comes in, but um, adding that personal value or that financial value, that that PFS, that net worth uh, to to your bottom line is is pretty significant when you can do that. So, I mean, and think about that: <clears throat> forty units, two hundred dollars. Um, that's a million dollars. That's that's a million dollars that you have added to your net worth. So those deals are out there. We've we've helped people do that. We, we you know we've got um, we're doing that right now on a, a twenty unit, yeah, twenty unit in St. Charles for a client that's out of town. Um, now that one was probably a little more heavier lift because they were significantly these rents now and it's twenty unit significantly below value. I'm talking three fifty four hundred dollars uh, for for a uh, one bedroom or two bed two bedroom apartment actually, but they were they were dated. So there's some capital expenses there in order to uh, achieve that rent. But and it's it's a little longer, obviously a little longer process. But what we've done there just to give you an example that this doesn't have to happen overnight. Now it's great if it's an asset that's in good shape, just undervalued rent. Cause maybe he was a good landlord, um, took care of the property, uh, did updates when needed, uh, repaired things, but just never raised the rent. That's that happens a lot. Uh, but in this case, uh, this, this person bought this asset 20 units. I think it was just North of half a million dollars which is a pretty good deal. Uh, but each unit required anywhere from five to $10,000 worth of rehab. So you're talking a hundred to $200,000 
in capital expenses that's going to come out of pocket or what we've done, like I was starting to say, is you do it slowly. So based on the price that it was purchased at and based on the rents that it had at the time, it cash flowed. It paid for the mortgage. Uh, and then as people moved out, we did one unit at a time, improved the unit, put a new tenant in at the higher, at the higher rent dollar. <clears throat> it's been about two years, maybe longer. I think it's been about two years. And I think we're about 80% of the way through uh, that apartment complex. And so what is that? 16. So we got four left, uh, four, four apartments left to renovate. And those rents have all come up $300 a unit. So $300 on 20 units, that's 6,000 bucks a month, right? 320 units, 6,000 bucks a month. And times 12 is, is 72,000. That's a huge increase in value. Um, and like I said a few moments ago, that was a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars in renovation, right? So if we even if we call it two hundred thousand dollars in renovation, seven hundred and twenty or seventy-two thousand dollars a year in value is damn near a million dollars in accrued appreciation or forced appreciation through the rents. Um, so was that a good investment to two hundred thousand to make a million? Probably, probably. And those deals are actually um, more likely. Uh, so you've got to be very uh, cautious and diligent in your uh, what we call inspection period. So the most important thing is if you find a deal like this that you feel is undervalued uh, rent-wise and can buy it at a number that makes sense based on today's rent, you just have to be very diligent during that. Uh, excuse me. The most important part is get it under contract and control that deal. Then it's important to, to go through that inspection period and really dive in and find out what kind of uh, expenses you're going to have, you know, what the true uh, rent value is that you're going to be able to achieve, and just do some comparables to make sure it you know, translates into a good deal. But <clears throat> when we're talking about building wealth and generational wealth, it's, it's a patient game. Okay, um, and it's not something you can you can try uh, and just overnight success and in, 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 in achieve real estate wealth. It, I'm not going to try to sit here and tell you that this isn't work. Okay, it's just a different kind of work. It's it's something that you can do while you have a job um, because there's so many uh, so many ways to get help. Uh, whether it's subcontractors, whether it's property managers, whether it's brokers, um, there's there's teams of people that can help you run your real estate business and achieve wealth. And as we're talking about generation wealth, it's a long-term strategy. You know, 10 years from today, your life can be completely different. It can look completely different, but it's going to take work. It's going to take effort. Um, and the Burr method's one way, and the, and the forced appreciation through rent is another. And again, I, I don't, I want to make sure I get this point across. This is a job. This is work. You know, it's passive income to the effect that that rent comes in without you having to punch a time clock, but you still got to manage it. You still got to be smart in 
the the leverage. You got to be smart in uh, the purchase when you when you determine the the area you're going to buy, when you determine whether or not it's going to have that appreciation, um, and then obviously managing the asset. You've got to have tenants that are paying the rent, which means you've got to have a decent operation where the tenants want to stay there. It's a good property. They want to live there and they want to pay the rent because they don't want to move because you're, you know, you're a good landlord. You have a good operating business uh, to supply them with their, with their residents. So that's not a hands-free job. Okay. So don't be misled um, by that passive income phrase. It, it, it does take work. It does take effort on your part. And it isn't, it isn't easy, uh, in the, in the respect that it takes effort. Um, but it is easy in the, in the fact that it's very simple. You know, this has been going on real estate investment for hundreds of years. Uh, you own a piece of dirt that has value. It will hopefully appreciate if you buy in the right market. It will definitely appreciate if you take the steps and plan accordingly uh, and, and increase those rent dollars, which increases your net operating income. Um, all of that takes effort, but the simple, the simplicity of it is um, given enough time in making the right moves, which is not a mystery. We've just kind of outlined them. You can add wealth something that can be passed down because the beautiful part about that real estate investment is all, you know, and I don't want to dive too deep into this, but there's a lot of tax advantages, depreciation for one. Um, some of that, or in a lot of cases, most of your generated cash flow is uh, actually written off again by depreciation on that asset. So the cash flow coming in goes into your pocket and then the depreciation on your tax return actually writes down that that income. So you can actually get very close to not paying taxes on your cash flow, which is not the same in, in any other asset asset class. Uh, what was I thinking? The other thing, oh, just that appreciation. I mean, again, when you're thinking First generation, meaning I'm making the step, I'm taking the step to change things for my lineage, right? My kids, my grandkids, whatever it is, a foundation, I don't care. It's not about making 10,000 or 20,000 quick and, and, and flipping out, getting out. I, I, that is another way, you know, uh, the, the house flip, but your tax implications there are pretty great. Uh, it's short term capital gains and there's no cash flow. So I like the cash flow because at the end of the day, that's what we live off of. We need money coming in, pay our bills, to eat, pay gas. Uh, so that cash flow is, is the most important part. And that's why I'm always saying find something that's already cash flowing that you can improve upon, right? And then the other beautiful part, and this is where my thought was a minute ago, and I, I'm, I get excited, so I lose my train of thought, excuse me. But, um, you know, you have a loan on that property, right? Well, if you've got tenants that are paying the rent and you're doing a good job of being a landlord, they're paying that loan. So I, it's, it's like they're putting the money in the piggy bank. So eventually that equity every month 
is getting greater. So your loan is going down, your equity is going up, and eventually the, the debt's gone and you've got this giant asset that's debt-free that has cash flow um, that you can you know, use as a tool. Uh, and I say use as a tool. So you can leverage against it to buy other assets. You can sell it through and, and, and do so tax deferred until death and beyond, actually, in some cases, if you've got a good accountant, um, through a 1031 exchange. So you can trade up, uh, go bigger and better and, 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 and keep the money, not give it to Uncle Sam. So for me, the real estate game, and this is why I always talk about, you know, first generational wealth. There's a lot of ways to make money. I mean, people in business and, and owning businesses and uh, developing um, different uh whatever, the, you know, creators, if you will. I don't know, but you can make money doing anything. I say you spend your time or you make your money where you spend your time. I'm going to talk about what I know, and that's real estate. Uh, and, and the bottom line is there has been more millionaires made in real estate investment than in any other asset category. Uh, so to me, that's why I'm in it. I learned that, you know, years and years and years ago. And so I studied it. I perfected it. And, and w- I've grown a, a, a portfolio that I'm hopefully my kids will take. I'm hoping my kids will take over. And even if they don't, you know, I'm building something that can be managed uh, outside by third party that they can have the benefit from even after I'm gone. So uh, a lot of thoughts going through my head here. And, and, and you know, um, this is probably an hour long conversation, but I wanted to touch on a couple of those ideas uh, that are floating around out there right now and in, in how you can apply them and how we've applied them uh, to be successful in adding net worth. Uh, because at the end of the day, you know, your net worth is what you're able to pass down. Your net worth is what you're able to borrow against. And, and, and through that net worth, we want to build cash flow. Uh, and, and cash flow is, is the, is the king to me. It, the, I mean, you, that's probably on a t-shirt somewhere. I, I think I've seen it. Um, just having that, uh, repetitive income every month, uh, that we call passive, right? But as I explained, there is work involved, um, until you get to a certain point, right? So you build it big enough. And you heard me mention property managers. I mean, you can actually uh, build a portfolio big enough that you can afford to hire a uh, full-time property management team. Uh, I'm in Nashville right now on my honeymoon after a week, last week, of being at the uh, NSA World Series where my daughter actually won the World Series. Congratulations, Claire. Um and, and so I've not been in the office for almost 10 days, but my team is still managing my my portfolio. Uh, so I can do that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I said, it is active. I, I, I get on my laptop in the morning before the day starts and, and just check in on things. But I can do that from anywhere. And in this case, in Nashville. Last week, it was Indiana at the World Series. Um, and so the whole key, and I think I it's becoming a theme where I end my chat by saying it starts with action, right? And in this case, based on what I've said, it starts with finding a deal, finding a building, a house, 
finding something to start with. Does this asset make sense? Is it something I can make money on? Is it something I can improve my net value, my net worth value? So start that. And that's driving. Look at that building. Research who's the owner. Making the call. Okay. Take the steps. Take the action. Start the process. And I'm telling you, in 10 years, your life's not going to be the same. It's going to be completely different. Uh, you're going to have enough income to quit your day job if you want. And some people do it a lot faster than that. I just like to under promise and over deliver. But if you apply yourself and take action every day, I can, I can promise you in 10 years, your life will look completely different. If you apply smart tactics to your real estate investment. And again, I'm here to help. My team's here to help. Happy to discuss. There's books upon books upon books. There's seminars every month. It seems like where you can, you know, you can develop your, your knowledge base because a lot of people don't like to take action until they understand everything they're taking action about. That's not me, by the way. Uh, I, I, I tend to take action and figure it out later, but um, that served me well. I trust my gut and it served me well. Uh, but uh, for those of you that are a little more analytical, the information is out there. Um, and if you don't like the way I present stuff, because sometimes I'm scatterbrained, I can point you in a direction because I'm not I'm not like inventing any of these uh, uh, ideas, right? This is stuff I've learned from other sources. I'm just trying to share them. And I'm happy to point you in those directions if you want to look at it for yourself. So um, reach out. Point is, take action, right? So, hey, thanks for uh, bearing with me here on, on this low-budget version of First Gen Wealth. Um, I promise you next week there will be a guest. We'll be back in my office with... Uh, the full uh, production and it'll be a little more quality, but uh, I had to get some content on it out for you guys. This, this has been on my mind and I have not asked this yet. Uh, if you wouldn't mind on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Uh, that would be awesome. I'd appreciate that. I'll give you a, definitely give you a, a, a personal email. thanking you for that. Um, in the meantime, you know, go out there and take action. Uh, tune in next time for First Gen Wealth Podcast. I'm Randy Woodworth. Not sure who our, our guest will be next week, but it's going to be awesome. Have a good day.